Hello and welcome to the Excited for Equity podcast. This is your host, Simone McNish. I am a certified DEI practitioner, an entrepreneur, a wife, and a mama, and I'm so excited you're here. On this podcast, we're going to talk about the intersection between equity, specifically racial equity, entrepreneurship, inclusive marketing, and life and business. I'm so happy that you're here listening, and my plan is to make this a fun conversation, a productive conversation, and also bring in some amazing guest experts and interviews. So if you're interested in any of these topics, please keep listening, and please continue to support the podcast by rating and subscribing. I'm so happy you're here, and let's jump into the episode. Hello, and welcome to the Excited for Equity podcast. This is Simone, and today we are going to be talking about my business journey. So I don't know if you got through the last episode, but the last episode was all about me, who I am as a business owner, and kind of what I hope to accomplish with this podcast. So today we're going to be diving a little bit deeper into my business journey. I think it's really important to understand who you're talking to and what experience I have, what my life experience is and kind of how I view the world and navigate it. So I'm going to jump right in. There's a lot that I'm going to be kind of glossing over because I feel like each part of my life and journey could have its own podcast episode because it's just, I've had a very wild, non-traditional journey of work, um, school, college, all of that stuff has been very non-traditional. So I'm going to be trying to focus more on the actual business journey itself and not too much of like what happened before my business. But of course, there's some things leading up to that that do make sense. And I think you should know about my business journey. So let's talk about it. So I will start at college. I went to college. Um, I actually started off at community college. <laughs> um, nothing wrong with community college. I actually think community college and is an amazing resource that makes college way more accessible. Um, And so I actually started off at a community college in Seattle, actually Bellevue, Washington, if you are from the area. And um, I spent six long years, maybe six years, five, six years, kind of honestly, for better word, just fucking around. And I will be completely honest there. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I really had always had an interest in communication, marketing, advertising, writing. I always have loved writing. So I, um, you know, kind of fell by accident into communication, but more importantly, I fell into intercultural communication. Um, and I took a lot of classes um, at community college. And when I transferred, I finally transferred to the University of Washington. I started taking classes on race, ethnicity, um, inclusion, privilege, power, all of that stuff. I was like, oh my goodness, you're speaking my language. Finally, <laughs> finally, I have language and um, actual evidence of like what has been kind of happening in my life as being one of the onlys um, because I grew up in a very white area and that really defined my experience in school and I just didn't really understand how I could 
put words to kind of what I went through and the teasing and not to get too deep, but like the teasing and just like not really feeling accepted and not like I belonged. So I was like, oh my goodness, like this all makes sense. The white supremacy, the oppression, um, patriarchy, like all of these systems of like, whoa, 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 whoa. I understand it. Systemic oppression, right? So that was very interesting. And so I ended up going and transferring to the University of Washington. And that was a great experience. Um, I continued my studies with communication and I started actually doing even more deeper dives into intercultural communication. I loved my African-American studies classes. Anytime I saw one on the roster, I was like, okay, we're taking um, Black history, Black music history. I took every class that came up because I just, I loved it. I mean, I love my identity. I love who I am. Um, I love my culture. And so I just wanted to take and soak up as many classes while of course getting credit as possible. So that was amazing. And meanwhile, while I was going to college, I always have had a job. I've worked since I was 12, babysitting, customer facing roles, basically since day one. So um, I can't even remember the last time I've had a job that was not customer or client or client facing. So that's always been my thing. And I've been in retail, restaurants, sales, marketing, advertising for the last 15, maybe even 18 years, right? Oh my gosh, I'm, I am dating myself, but either way, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so that's what I was doing like pre-business. I graduated And I graduated from school a little bit later um, in life because I kind of had that detour where I was working and not really, you know, caring about school as much. I've never been a person who has been an academic that has never interested me. Um, I was telling my husband the other day, I was like, you couldn't pay me to go get my master's. Will that change? I'm not sure. But like, I don't have my master's. I have a bachelor's in communication, but a PhD, a master's, I'm not sure I'm going to go do that because I really just don't love being in school. I love working hands-on. So um, after I graduated, I actually got, um, you know, everyone was telling me that I could only make a certain amount of money after graduated. I looked at all the books and things like that, that the college had to offer and people were getting paid like nothing. And I said, I want a job in tech. Who was I? Who was I to say I could have a job in tech? But I thought I could. And I did. I got a job in tech um, at a small startup and I was doing SEO. So I was doing SEO um, and it was it was very interesting. I, I spent seven years. I moved from SEO to marketing to advertising. And so content has always just been a love of mine. Um, advertising, marketing, I just have always found my groove there. So I spent seven years at that startup, um, a lot of time there, made a lot of friends, um, but really was always truly interested in people and how things worked. And I was always that kind of like buzzing gnat around who was saying, diversity, hello, like we need more racial diversity here. We need more inclusive policies. We need to change cultures of X, Y, Z. And I would always, you know, give that feedback. And sometimes it was received, sometimes it wasn't. So I had no idea. I didn't even know diversity, equity, inclusion was an industry. I was like, you know, I've heard about DEI trainings. I attended some unconscious bias trainings, which, you know, (laughs) um, those aren't always the most effective in my opinion. Um, So 
I attended and was kind of exposed, but I didn't realize what I was doing was the work kind of behind the scenes. I also was, um, you know, organizing ERG groups that I didn't realize. Like I, we had a black girl ERG that wasn't officially recognized. We had basically it was an affinity group of all of the black girls at inside of the company were talking and like getting together and having these little tiny micro events. And I loved it. I was just like, this is it. Like, this is so cool. It wasn't officially through the company because they had no, no real like DEI plan or policy that anyone or practices that they had mentioned. So I was like, I am living through this. This is fun. And so there were some other things that happened behind the scenes there, but I spent seven years there. And um, during my time at that company that I worked at, I actually started a side hustle as a virtual assistant, um, social media manager. And um, I just really wanted to have more flex time with my kids, to be honest. I really wanted, I saw this shining dream of entrepreneurship and I'll talk about that. I'll break that down about how it's not always cracked up like it's cracked up to be. Um, but I saw this shiny object and I wanted to go after it. I did so much um, research and just really started diving. I've always been creating content and doing stuff. I had a um, I had a beauty business beforehand where I was doing like beauty blogging. And so I understood social media. And But this time I wanted to put it through like a business lens. And I just, I did really well. Like it, all of a sudden, like people were asking me, more for kind of consulting. Like, how do I do this with my brand? How do I, how do I show up? Like, you know, you're showing up on your social media. How do I show up on video? How do I do all this stuff? And so I just got, I kind of very seamlessly moved out of social media management to social media consulting, basically content consulting and, um, kind of working mostly with, um, black and brown women on how to show up authentically online and like really market their businesses in a way that felt good to them. Because I noticed that so much of like what was being marketed to us and us being black and brown women, that like, it just wasn't, it wasn't as authentic, right? It was just like, just, just like talk about your ideal client buying Starbucks and blah, blah, blah. Like it just, it just didn't feel right. So we talked all about identity and, and things coming up and just content creation. So once I started that kind of consulting coaching and I started, I would say I was always more of a consultant. I was not really a coach, um, but like really consulting on, Hey, this is what's going on. Um, I started kind of talking to more people, expanding my network. And I just saw that there were so many white women who were dominating this field. There was white women who were having summits and conferences. And I was just like, what the hell? Like, where are the people that looked like me? Now, my foray into entrepreneurship, one of the entrepreneurs that I saw come up as like one of these top coaches or one of these coaches who was you know, out here talking about their business journey very transparently was DL. Um, and she's amazing. You should go look her up. DL Sharon, she is amazing. Um, and she talked a lot about entrepreneurship. She was another black woman. I was like, she was kind of one of my introductions into this bubble of entrepreneurship. So I was like, well, if she can do it, I I can do it. Um, we all know that that phrase is not meant for everybody, but I thought, you know, at least representation wise, I can do it as well. So I started really doubling down, getting more clients 
And I still have this in the back of my mind. There's so many summits and conferences by other white women. And there's all these weird practices, like not paying people for speaking engagements and like, you know, promoting for exposure. It was just like weird. So um, I started talking and having some conversations with other business owners, black and brown business owners about this. And they're like, yeah, this is fucked up. Like, this is wrong. And so I decided like, hey, like somebody actually set me off. Somebody said something to me and I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> and I was like, I'm writing a post. And so I wrote this post on Instagram about just how incredibly, like how there wasn't racial equity within this industry and within the online business industry. And it's the same people at the top it's the same people in these summits and like how we need to be questioning this and and really having a conversation how is this possible in 20 this was 2020 um and i was like how is this possible in 2020 that this is happening so the post went viral all these people were just like oh my goodness yes 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 i'm eating it up um and not eating it up but just like really resonating with the fact that this is a practice this is not right so i ended up you know deciding in the back of my mind i said we need to like have a training about this because of my background you know knowing a lot about race ethnicity anti-racism studied a ton about that privilege and all of these things were just like resurfacing and i've always been reading these books doing this work talking about it and i'm like i know about this entrepreneurship industry i don't know if you want to call entrepreneurship an industry um online business industry i have had experience here for the past year and a half I know like why people are doing this, you know, and so we talked about it and I decided to have host a training, host a workshop. And that workshop went viral. Usually I had around, you know, 10 or 12 people, very modest with my programs and things that I launched that would sign up. And this one, 30 people signed up and I was like, oh, wow, this is very interesting that so many people care about this. And I want to say it wasn't just white women. It was majority white women, but it wasn't just white women. It was also, um, you know, black and brown women. There were Asian women who were coming um, and learning about this. And it just was such a great event. Like I just left and I was so touched. I was so moved by how much, how great of a turnout it was and how people really trying to engage and interact. So After I got off from that first training, I checked my phone and I saw the news that a Black man had been murdered by police, that Black man being George Floyd. And so that was May of 2020 and everything just flipped after that. Like I got off my phone and I was like, shit is about to pop the fuck off. And it did. It truly did. And it was so... I'm going to do a whole episode about this because we're coming up on the two-year anniversary of, you know, what happened and just the, just unpacking those events um, as a Black woman, as a business owner, who I received a flurry of people after that who were just in my space trying to get me to do trainings. And I was grateful because I had a very, very high financial month and I started doing these trainings more, more frequently. Um, But at the same time, I felt so guilty because I'm like, this man has died and so many of us are getting business now. So many of us are just, oh my gosh, inundated with requests, can't even check our emails. And 
I'm going to be completely honest. It was like, wow, like I could really make this, you know, like this is something I'm really truly passionate about. Yes. I was always passionate about social media and business mentorship, things like that. But I was like, it was like, cool. Like, that's awesome. I love helping people, but like this feels more like more in line with my life's work. I love I love just like trying to dismantle these systems of oppression or not even dismantle them, but build new systems, more equitable, liberated systems that really actually work and protect us as black and brown business owners. Like that to me is so much more fulfilling. And so I was like, oh, I could really make, I could make something out of this. I could, I could really expand. I could further develop my skills. I could do more of these trainings, but by the end of the year, I was exhausted. By the end of 2020, I was so tired. I had done so many trainings and I just felt like it was all lip service. It was just like, oh, I took this training from Simona and I'm good. And that was really hard because I just saw so much just, I think, I, I can't, I can't remember the word right now, but, um, oh, sorry. I'm supposed to be looking at the camera. Oh my gosh. I'm recording this as we go. And I'm like looking at myself. <laughs> ah, oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people. Um, but the problem was that just people just stopped caring. They just did the one-time thing. And it's funny because at the end of my trainings, I always say, message me with the work you've done, message me with your progress, message me with any action you've taken. And I can tell you, I have had maybe two people in that entire span of two plus years that I've done this of people who are like, oh my gosh, I messaged you. This is what I did. No, nobody does that. Nobody cares. Nobody follows up. So not to say that they didn't, but they definitely didn't um, follow up with me afterwards. So after that, like I got burnt out. Um, I was also Oh, I forgot about this in my business journey. <laughs> I always forget about this. Um, but I got laid off in April 2020 and I decided to go full force all in with my business. I have to thank my husband who was like, I got you. I'm a rock with you. Like go full, go full time in your business. Like this is what you've wanted for years and years. You wanted to be home with the kids. Um, you've wanted to run your business and let's just see how that works out. And you got to make some money but you got to try, you know? Um, so he was graciously able to hold our family down financially and, um, you know, give me, not give me, but like support me in this dream. So I got really tired. I also was very pregnant. So I got pregnant and I was due in, um, October of 2020, which is really important because I was so tired and I was running this business and I didn't even know if I really wanted to do this diversity DEI stuff. I was like, this is just emotionally taxing. So I put that ish on ice for a little bit, starting the beginning of the year, I had the baby and I kind of took a little bit of a breather and, um, I decided to just put my business on ice for a little bit. Um, and, I ended up going back to it by June of 2021. I was like, it was, I was, so I was getting all of these clients behind the scenes and doing all this stuff. And I decided in June of 2021, I was going to go back in. I was actually going to drop the, con the business consulting and coaching part of my business because it just wasn't making any money anyway. And I was just kind of like, I just feel like I'm saying the same thing as everyone else. Um, okay. G. This is, yeah, my daughter is here. <laughs> um, thank you, Jay. 
so I decided to just drop that and just go all in on DEI. And so my business, it within a month, it was fully booked out. And I was just like so grateful. Um, and I started expanding into corporate. So I had corporate consulting clients. I had um I had small businesses that did larger packages. I had trainings, all of these things that were happening. And I was so grateful. I was like, yes, it's happening. It's amazing. And I was just feeling really incredibly good. It was around this time last year. Yeah, a little about nine months ago. And so ever since then, it's just been steady. Um, my main clientele, my main base is entrepreneurs. I do a ton of trainings. I would say trainings are my most popular service, but I truly, I love consulting. I really love the marketing Inclusive content marketing communications is probably my favorite leg of DEI because not only am I doing the educational piece of like, hey, these words and this language is not the best to use, but I also get to do, but I also get to help them with their DEI statements, kind of what their values, their commitments, and help them follow through on that and what that looks like. So it's really amazing being able to do that. And yeah, I've just been going since then. And in June of 2021, I decided to really make it official and become a certified diversity practitioner through the Inclusion Institute. And if you have any questions, definitely message me around my experience there because it was an amazing program. It was an amazing program. It was run by an amazing group. I'm still um, in contact with a lot of the people who are in my cohort. So if you have any questions about that, definitely send me a message on Instagram because it was an amazing experience and it just really helped. It helped solidify the fact, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I knew a lot of the information and I had done a lot of the research, but it really helped me with frameworks and putting things together and being able to communicate it. So that is my business journey. And, you know, numbers wise, I have done over 100 different facilitations, trainings, workshops, um, lessons, educational lessons, things like that. I have dabbled in a lot of things. I've had a membership. I've done courses. I've done group programs. I have done one-on-one. I have done so much um, and not to toot my own horn. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I have tried everything. And so it has been a very fun journey and I can't wait to see where it goes. Um, Having a podcast has always been a really big dream of mine. So this has been super, super fun to just, you know, talk to all of you and hope that somebody's listening. I don't know if anybody's listening. I'm sure three of my friends are listening to my mom, (laughs) but it has been super fun to do that. So, you know, about my business too, like what's next. I am going to be looking into starting up my membership again for entrepreneurs. Um, And I think that will probably happen in late 2022. I'm not going to lie. I have thought about getting a full-time job to really help fill in the gaps in terms of clients and consistency and things like that. Because as diversity practitioners, as like there's definitely a seasonal aspect to this. There's a lot of people who are interested at the beginning of the year and a lot of people kind of at the end of the year. But 
and sometimes right at that halfway part, but it can be really tough to get people to commit to sustained work. So I'm exploring some different options there and yeah, just full transparency. I would love to also think about just growing with a company and learning the ins and outs of DEI within a company as well. So because I've done that kind of light work, I've done the majority of my work with entrepreneurs and I've loved it. And I feel like I've made a big difference in a lot of their businesses and and for the people that they serve. But I know that of course I can always get better. So that's always my, um, my mindset around it. And yeah. So thank you so much for being here. This was a little bit longer than I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be about 15 minutes long, but 24 minutes is totally fine. I'll, I'll take it. Um, so yeah, definitely message me on Instagram. If you had anything that you were like, I want to know more about, or, um, you related to some part of this episode, but thanks again for being here and I will talk to you soon.